And so here I have a piece writing on RV camping. So this one we did over Thanksgiving holiday. And it was supposed to be like glamorous camping, as they like to call it. Or glamping is the new euphemism here. So let me read this to you, and maybe it might bring a small smile to your face. Glamping on Thanksgiving holiday. The hard lessons learned about glamorous camping at a resort. We typically don't have a traditional American Thanksgiving dinner. With just the two of us, it doesn't make sense to set up a big American-style meal and deal with leftovers forever. Besides, she hates to taste the turkey anyway. Last year, we drove the motorhome down to my oldest son's house in Central Florida and sort of enjoyed a late meal with his family and my daughter, who had driven over from the northwestern part of Florida, only an hour for them, a 12-hour drive from me. While we enjoyed spending time with them that weekend, my daughter had to drive back home that same afternoon. We spent a couple of days with my son before driving back home on Sunday after Turkey Day. Big mistake, one I vowed never to do again. Spending the better part of the day in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic on the interstate was definitely not fun. This year, the kids all had different things going on, so no one was hosting much of a dinner party this year. That's when my wife and I decided to go glamping, a new term for glamorous camping. We didn't want to sit around the house all weekend while everyone else was having fun. This is a relatively new advertising gimmick designed to entice campers to reserve a spot at a, supposedly, upscale RV campground resort. They offer more kids and young adult on-site games and do theme weekends and other activities to garner repeat business. What I've discovered is that these campgrounds aren't much better and sometimes worse for wear than a KOA. But due to the weekend activities, upgraded stores, and such, they charge more. Although some of the KOAs have doubled in fees in certain hot vacation locations. This one we went to this week was one of those. Located in an out-of-the-way patch of woods between Fayetteville, North Carolina, near Fort Bragg, and Charlotte, North Carolina, they offered a quiet place in the woods with lots of games like horseshoes, shuffleboard, catch-and-release, fish pan, frisbee pass, so on. Also, party themes for every weekend in the year. I was given an invitation through the RV dealer where we pushed, purchased our latest RV and the resort company offered some freebies if we allowed them to give us a tour and a sales pitch of some kind. Why my, my wife, ever the skeptic, said that nothing is free. There's always a catch. And she was right. The campground was not located anywhere near any off-site attractions within easy driving distance. The only thing to do there was go for nature walks and play on-site games. Maybe enjoy one of their theme weekends with total strangers. Not something we're comfortable with. My wife hated it as she said, Why pay for gas to do the same thing we can do at home? She enjoys nature as long as it's somewhere at a famous tourist site. Like our trip to Niagara Falls last May. Not out in the woods, nowhere Timbuktu. Then it was the sales tour. Three hours of riding around in a golf cart, sightseeing the buildings and facilities, then to sit down in a sales office to have the tour guide try to persuade us to buy a membership to a camping corporation that had campgrounds across the country. I liked that part until they told me the price of admission, a perpetual annual maintenance fee for our home campground of our choice, plus a one-time financed buy-in to access the other campgrounds across the country. Needless to say, my wife said, no way, Jose. Not her words, she's Chinese. I also scratched my head and asked myself, who in their right mind would go into debt over such a thing? This is on par with the old timeshare sales days. 
a bait-and-switch deal. They get their money up front, and the consumer gets stuck with a large bill for literally next to nothing in return. What you get is access to semi-rundown resort campgrounds across the country, most of which are not within reasonable distance to any famous tourist attractions, and a perpetual annual maintenance fee of a few hundred dollars. Unless you plan on spending at least six months out of the year on the road in an RV, traveling around North America, the only winners are the sellers and the banks. When we, when we talked about after we left the sales office, we were both in agreement this was not for us. My wife was so upset that she said, since we're only a few hours from home, she wanted to go home right then and there. So we packed up, came home early, and a lesson learned. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. As far as my freebies are concerned, I ripped the sauce for those well. I was promised on the phone when I made the reservations that I would get full reimbursement for my campground spot, 21 days of free camping in other resorts, or this one, my choice, plus some other small things, which ended up being just s'mores and a rick of firewood. I only received half the campground fee in the form of a gift card of my choice. 21 free days came in the form of three coupons, seven days each. One for peak time reservation, April through October, and the other two different weeks for non-peak, November through March, which we'll never use. I did sign up for the $100 Amazon gift card, though, which was my reimbursement. All in all, I wasted three days. My wife was mad at me all last night after we arrived home. She told me under no certain terms ever to make a reservation at a place like that ever again. Of course, I agreed wholeheartedly. Happy wife, happy life. We stayed. We have stayed at a couple of other glamping resorts this year, and I regretted the first one and somewhat enjoyed the second one as we had my stepdaughter and her family with us and everyone had a good time. Me less, but then I'm a grumpy Gus anyway. The price tag without any memberships run about 125 a night at these resorts. For that, you get most of the same things I listed above. Live music, games, better stores, etc. But you don't pay any annual maintenance fees. My wife would rather pay full price to come and go as you please and not be in debt to anyone over it. The only hardship is getting a reservation these days. During peak season now, campgrounds across the country fill up fast and largely stay that way all season. Thank the COVID-19 pandemic for that. Once the country opened back up for vacations again, RV sales and campground businesses boomed and have stayed that way so far. Bad luck for casual campers. Post-pandemic, if you want to go on a vacation with an RV of any sort, you'll need to reserve your spaces way in advance, at least a month out, if not more, during school breaks in the summers. That makes it hard for us who, who are retired and want to come and go as we please. To go anywhere near a major tourist attraction requires infinite planning and calculating mileage to know where you want to put your head down at night. Then make your reservations and hope nothing has to change. That's the other negative of camping now. Since the nicer campgrounds are turning people away, if you make a reservation then have to cancel, they keep a portion of your advanced reservation money as an admin fee for the work to schedule and cancel your reservation. It's a seller's market when it comes to outdoor vacations now. They get to make the rules as they are, there are more customers than spaces to rent to them. The Western National Parks are having to close the gates due to having the max amount of people, and then some of them will try to get to those parks, try to, and, and, and some trying to get into those parks during the summer months. We're planning a big trip, big trip out there someday, but I'm willing to wait and see if things calm down a little bit in the next few years. 
I have no desire to wait in all-day queues, only be turned away due crowd limits. I can wait. Meanwhile, we will make sh shorter trips to places east of the Mississippi River, hopefully not have to fight off the crowds too much. Maybe schedule our trips in the spring and fall when the kids are all in school. Take a local trips here in our state when the grandkids come to visit with their parents during their summer school breaks. RV camping can be fun if precautions are taken. Make your reservations early. Don't forget anything. Very hard to do. And research the local campgrounds where you want to go. There are a lot of shady campgrounds out there and they can be a little dangerous. Be prepared to make lots of phone calls to all the campgrounds where you want to go as most of them will be full up way in advance, especially during the summer school break periods. A lot of campgrounds offer long-term space rentals, like a mobile home lot. They take up at least half the RV spots with their semi-permanent summer camps. Guess where they learned that from? The Florida campgrounds renting to snowbirds through the years. As a retired veteran, I also get access to the RV campgrounds on military bases, but they are usually full up as well. Active duty gets first dibs, and a lot of lower-ranked soldiers have figured out that they can set up long-term space rental with a cheap RV trailer on post, as base housing usually has a very long waiting list, and, the lar at, and at the larger installations, off-post apartment rentals are very high-priced and hard to find. Most E5 and below are unable, unable to afford them, even with the cost of living allowances added to their salaries. If you want to reserve a weekend spot in a particular vacation area, Make your reservations many months in advance. Thousands of other Americans all have the same idea. If you want to do it the easy way, make a place a repeat spot every year. Reserve a year in advance. Not as adventurous, but less hassle. My future RV camping will be full of mapping things out, making phone calls to set up reservations along the line where we want to go and for when we want to arrive at our destination. A famous American tourist spot, whichever one my wife wants to go visit. No more isolated, in-the-middle-of-the-nowhere resort campgrounds that are all flash and no substance, and no more offers of freebies for sales pitches. I hope I have been able to enlighten you, the audience, with tales of what RV camping is like post-pandemic in case you had desires to or already enjoying. Drop me a line if you want to share any of your misadventures during your vacation trips, as stories like that make for good conversation around a campfire.